Praise the Lord. What's up? What's up? What's up? This is Dr. D with the Boom Factor. What y'all doing out there? All right, y'all. We on day 24 on a 30-day Shut Your Mouth, Taming Your Tongue Challenge. And oh my gosh, we are in day 24, the retaliating tongue. Oh my goodness. We all need to say ouch on that one because oh my God, when people do our stuff, man, don't we want to just go out and just let it rip, right? <laughs> but guess what? During this challenge, this tongue fast, we're going to ask God to help us to tame our tongue. All right? So the retaliating tongue. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate when people say unkind things to you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God wants you to do, and he will bless you for it. First Peter 3 and 9. Okay, so I'm going to add another scripture to this. In Matthew chapter 5, you know, y'all know I'm going there. Y'all know I'm going there. Why? Because God told me back in April, I think it was, no, no, March. They had so much stuff going on with me, right? At the tax season. People was complaining about me. They was reporting me. I mean, it really was like I was going home crying almost every day because that's how tough it was this year. And I was like, I'm the type of person I want to, first I was like a naive, quiet person, right? But then as I got closer to God and started learning his ways, started learning the word, he kind of like groomed me to be be strong and mighty in him, right? And know that he going to fight my battle. So then he had to teach me how to speak up for myself, okay, because when I was growing up, I was naive. I let people talk to me any kind of way, treat me any kind of way. I mean, and I'm just looking like, okay, you know, and I'll go cry, yada, 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 but not knowing I was suppressing, I was suppressing all the negative stuff, all the stuff that was happening to me bad, I was suppressing it. That suppression put stress on my endorphins and my serotonin. God already equipped in our bodies how to heal itself. But if you overstress the different mechanisms that he put in your body, then it's going to come out. Why do you think so many people are sick? Because of stress. Our bodies was not to maintain all this havoc that is going on in this world, you guys. So in 2004, well, 2005, I was diagnosed with cancer. Why? Because after I'm doing research and I'm writing a book on it, I'm writing my book on it, I'm, I'm hoping that I get it done by 2020. Because I really want to take my time and, and, you know, get all my facts. I want to get, I want to have like the healing mechanisms. I want to have everything in there, my research, everything to identify every aspect of cancer, the chemotherapy, the radiation, how it affects your good cells, how it affects other areas of your bodies. You know what I'm saying? So with that said, God had to strengthen me and give me a voice. But now, it's like as I got older, I became bolder. So now he's like got to tone me down, you know. <laughs> so with the toning me down, all right, I have to learn when to speak and when not to speak. What to say and how to say it, right? So I kind of thank God for this taming his tongue challenge, you know, because it's really helping me in this level of my life right now. Because, oh, Lord, I'm still going through some stuff, y'all. But man, I be wanting like I know I could tell. This is my brother used to tell me, and I had friends too, like at working in in different venues of my field. They'll tell me they say, "Oh, girl, you told that person all in an education, uh, edu 
educated way. See, I can I can tell you off in front of your face. You won't even know I told you off until you walk away. You make you think about what I say. And it's like, oh, wow. Did she just curse me out? In a bougie way? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So I had God have to help me because, yeah, y'all, you know, I'm transparent, right? And I know I'll be, I be skipping some verbs. I'll be putting adjective with adjectives. You know, I'm not really fluent in my, in my English and my grammar. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's why I say God blessed me to go to school. I already had the experience. I already knew the knowledge of my field. But I never had the paper to back me, right? So people can't deny you when you got that paper, when you got them degrees. So God paid my way to go to school. You see what I'm saying? All the way up to my doctorate. You know, now I want to do something else. I want to get my master in something else. And if I do that, it's going to push me to the point where I can go and get the Ph.D. But right now, you know, I'm kind of like doing some stuff right now. And I probably do it in the future. Um, and God, when God give me the green light, y'all, it's going to get done. Why? Because he's going to pay for it. And I always tell people, faith without works is dead. But to please God, you have to have faith. That's the only way you're going to please him. So I have faith in doing what I'm doing now. And when he gave me that green light, I'm going to go ahead and finish that master's to go with the doctorate degree that I have now, right? And then that's going to accumulate to push me to finish, to get that PhD. All right? So that's where I'm at. But with all that said, I know how to abase and abound. I can talk to anybody at any level. You know, I can get who we're at. I can be... I can I can go like Paul said. I can be all things to all people. Get in a professional setting. Hey, get in a business setting. Oh, sure. Dr. D know how to handle herself, right? But in that retaliation stage, ooh, man, I can let it rip. Man, let me let me just stop. <laughs> so this is real good for me right now. The retaliating tongue. There is nothing as easy as a verbal retaliation. Why? Because words are powerful. Words are like seeds into a man or woman's ears. And if they accept it, like I'm always saying, once you accept that, that that's a word, then you start thinking about it. So once I start accepting the thought that was sent to me, right, with those words, it marinates in my heart. So now that negative seed has been planted in the spiritual world. And now it's going to grow. Now, once it grows, we don't know how it's going to grow. It's going to grow up peacefully or it's going to grow up with rage. So you got to be very careful on what you say. And, of course, the thrill of all of it is only a uh, a temporary pleasure for the ones that speaking it out. Because afterwards, you sit back and think about it. It's like, did I really have to say that like that? You see what I'm saying? It's like, oh, wow. I don't know about you guys, but if I really think of something really nasty, like I really want to just tell somebody off, it's like I really want to get them, right? Man, after it's done, it's like, I don't feel no better. I felt worse than what it was that the act, what, what the thing was done to me. I felt worse when I opened up my mouth and said something negative. I don't know if y'all can get what I'm saying. So we have to be careful with that because, remember, everything that we dish out of our mouth, life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? Those that love it shall eat the fruit of it. What do you mean that those that love it? Those that want to just speak stuff out like venom. 
I mean, people can say some words about you that will cut you up without even touching you with a, with a weapon. And it'll make you feel a certain kind of way, right? So instead, you just back up and say, okay, God, help me with this. So that's what he's doing. Now, when you, when, when retaliation used to be one of the biggest challenges, that's when we have to ask God to help us. When we praise God, he will send the Holy Spirit to convict us, to guide us, and to work with us according to God's pleasure to help us maintain our tongue. Now, when we get to certain parts in our lives, the higher you go in your life, when you grow, you should be growing every day in your life. You're going to come across different people, different avenues, different situations, different personalities. You see what I'm saying? In each one of those areas, you have to make sure that you can maintain a certain style of language that will represent God in you, no matter what. All right? So that's why I learned how to just think first. Somebody asks me a question or to do something, you know what I'm like? I'm just like, hmm, Really? So when I'm doing that, I'm really thinking first. And I'm asking God and I'm praying, okay, God, how to answer this? What's going on with the situation? Why this person say this? You see, start evaluating. Do like a quick snap flash evaluation. All right, before you open up your mouth. Now, Satan has presented many opportunities towards us. While we do not recall any instance of, of returning a negative response directly to someone at this moment, I'm sure that somebody that you have came across, you know for a fact that you use your tongue to retaliate. If you didn't do it to them in their face, you did it to, towards somebody else. You talked about them, you brought, some, you brought their news to somebody else as a retaliation to make them look bad. Um, we use our tongue in retaliation to cause people not to get their promotions on a job. I've seen that so many times. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. Like I think we was talking about the belittering tongue or the backbite. I don't know. Did we ever get to the backbiting tongue? Let me go over this. Let me let me stop right quick and let's go over the 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 types of tongues that we have discussed so far. All right. From day one, we started with the lion tongue. Revelations 21.8. That is so important. Y'all read that. If you can read that every day, it will help stop a lot of stuff that we allow to come in our life. Even the things that we are saying. So the first one was the lying tongue. The flattering tongue. The manipulating tongue. The hasty tongue. The divisive tongue. The argumentative tongue. The boasting tongue or the conceited tongue. The self-sabotaging uh, tongue. The slandering tongue. That's what I was talking about. The slandering tongue. A person is jealous, jealous of you on a job and it's, they know that you're about to get promoted. But they're going to go to the manager, try to, you know, brown nose the manager to make them look good. But yet they're going to throw some shade on you. So instead of the manager looking at them and all the wrong they're doing, now the manager looking at you. And it's like, oh, you know what? I was thinking about giving them a raise. But you know what? Nah. Because you was right. They was late. I asked him to do a project. The project was late. Not even knowing the whole situation. See, that's bad. That's a slandering tongue. The gossiping tongue. The meddling tongue. The betraying tongue. The belittering tongue. The cynical tongue. The know-it-all tongue. The harsh tongue. The tactless tongue. The intimidating tongue. The rude tongue. I mean, always speaking something nasty. Rude. Just rude. The judgmental tongue. 
The self-absorbed tongue. That's somebody that's always about them. You're in a conversation with somebody. Before you know it, they're going to turn that conversation about them. Somebody else start talking, they're going to turn that conversation into them. That's, that's what they mean by the self-absorbed tongue. I know a lot of people like that. It's like, really? I don't even say nothing. I just let them talk. You know. Hey, you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. You know, I done put you on mute and I'm doing something else. <laughs> the cursing tongue, the complaining tongue, and now we are on a retaliating tongue. Day 24. Wow, we didn't hit a lot of tongues, y'all. We all should have some better lifestyles after this challenge, right? Now, um, Satan, Satan taunt us and trying to make us feel like we wimp if we don't retaliate back to somebody that they say something to us, that have done something to us. Like, like, like I was dealing with a situation, you know. I really was fond of this person, you know, and, and they like kind of showed that they was fond of me, you know. And so we was communicating back and forth, back and forth. And I feel like to say, if you're starting to open up your life experiences to me, that's showing that you want to build a friendship, right? So, if you're starting to build a friendship, and then I start, like, one time I was sharing something that happened to me in my past, and then I had stopped it. I said, oh, no, 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 I don't want to do that. And so this person said, why? Go ahead, I'm listening. That's something that's part of you. I mean, hey, I'm listening to you. I say, for real? For real? You, you don't mind listening to me? I said, wow, so we were building a friendship or whatever? He said, yeah, we cool, you know? So I'm thinking we cool, right? So this went over almost a, 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 a five-month period, right? Well, I didn't even say five months, probably six-month period. We done built a, a, a relationship to the point that we working together in ministry and stuff like that. Well, lo and behold, all of a sudden, the individual just stopped calling, stopped responding to my, my texts. Didn't never answer my call, or they'll text back and say, "Oh, I call you later. I'm doing. I'm. I'm eating. What? What kind of? What the? So I just let it brush off. But now it's crossing over to business. And if I have an appointment set for you to come in at a certain time, and you don't call, and I'm trying to call you, and you're not responding. Now you're disrespecting and you're devaluing my time. Now you're kind of showing me a slap in the face that you know what, you're not a priority. And our business is not important, so you know this is what I'm. This is what you're showing me, right? This is what a person to show you guys that hey, they're not really interested in what you're doing no more. So you know what? After so many, so many dis calls and not responding, then one time the individual sent me a voice inbox message. Now y'all know when you got to do a Facebook message, you got to press that button, right? Hold it down while you're talking, then send it, right? So that took some time. About the same time, or maybe even less, for you just to dial a number and call me and say yes or no. We meeting? No. We meeting? Yes. What time? Da-da-da. That's it, right? Well, this didn't happen, yo. So now I'm feeling a certain way. I'm like, whoa, this person is really like, dang. So here I go. I'm ready to retaliate. You know, I'm going to call this person out. I'm going to get on Facebook Live. I'm going to just call him out because he always trying to make it seem like he this godly man and he doing this all over the community, yada, yada, yada. I'm going to just tell him all. I'm going to show him out. I'm going to expose him. The Holy Ghost said, and what that's going to do? Because his followers is his followers. He got his followers so in tune with him, nothing, he can never do nothing wrong. So really it's going to make you look bad 
And then I heard I heard a, a valuable, valuable information from I don't know if anybody's starting to watch on the raid table with Jada Pickett. And Gabriel Union was on there last week, two weeks ago, I think. And she said a valuable thing her coach, her mentor, shared with her. Because she felt a certain way about a certain situation. She was going to go tell this person all, right? And so the coach asked her one thing. She said, um, did that make you a million dollars? Did that give you a promotion? Did that put money in your bank? What would that have done for you? How would that will add to your life by you going to expose this person, tell this person off? Whoa. So it made me remind it reminded me of that. It's like, Danielle, what would that add to you? Would that bring you more business? Would that add more money to your bank? You did what you did out of love. Out of faith in God and out of obedience to God because God did tell you to do this for this person. Now you back up and leave it alone. Let God deal with that person. That's something going on with that person's heart. I was like, wow. Okay, Lord, I got it. I got it. So you see, y'all, we don't need to retaliate. If we really sit back first, if, if, if wrong was done to you, right, if wrong was done to you, don't retaliate. Because, see, that's what Satan feeds on. He feeds off our energy, our negative energy. He wants us to have that hatefulness and our, that, that retaliating tongue, that backbiting tongue, manipulating. Yeah, I'm going to get him. Hmm, oh, y'all just know. I was thinking a lot of things. Because, see, I really do have the control and the power to shut it down. I really do. I can really shut him down to the point where you won't. You'll be right back where you was when, before you met me. Now you all puffed up, you saying what you doing, you on radio, you this, you yada yada, but in so many, in so many, you are not grateful. You don't value what God did for you. You're not appreciative of what God did for you. Why? Because you showing him, you, you, you this, you this, he always, I'm a, a gorilla. Yeah, you being a gorilla to yourself. But like the Holy Spirit said, well, daughter, you the lion of Judah and the lion is the king of the jungle. Whoa. So I don't have to retaliate, you guys. Y'all don't have to retaliate. Somebody do something. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Do things in such a way that everyone can see how honorable you are. Do your part to live a peaceful life with everyone, you guys. So much that others will be drawn to you just by how you react to something negative in your life. And in the book of Romans, chapter 12, chapter 12, verse 17 through 19 says, Dear friends, never avenge yourselves. Leave that to God, for it is written, I am, I will take vengeance. I will pay those who deserve it, says the Lord. God sees it. You know, only thing I did for that, that young person, I sent them a nice little message because they sent me this old crazy. They sent me this weird video, man. And it was like they were trying to send me a curse, y'all. And this video, it was kind of tripped me out. You know, it was like, the video was like, it was this young lady that was always happy, was going out, traveling, meeting a lot of people, taking pictures. Just her life is to the fullness on the outside. But then it showed where on the inside, when she went home, she was by herself. She was drinking, taking pills. They were showing where she was pulling her hair out. Like, she was very crazy, right? And then... 
a flashback at, at her own Facebook, traveling, all the smiles, and she happy. But then it flashback that this final time she took her life, she died. So I took that as an offense. That's like, what the hell? Why this person sending me this kind of video? What are you trying to say? So I prayed on it, y'all. You know what I did? I prayed on it. And the only thing I did, I say Psalms 1 6 says, The Lord knows the ways of the righteous, but the unjust he will punish. I am blessed and highly favored of God. I soak my problems according to the word of God. I don't take pills and I don't drink. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me, and the world sure can't take it away. I pray that you and your family are blessed and highly favored of God. I speak the blessings of Jehovah on, over you. And I pray soon and very soon that you will stay plugged in to whatever God has given you to do in the kingdom of God. You be blessed, my friend. Much love in Christ. Dr. D. That's how I left it, y'all. I left a blessing over him, but I did rebuke him by. And I think I did say I rebuke him, I rebuke him by the very, um, this video that's in his feed, in the atmosphere that's trying to be put over my life. I bind it up and I cast it into the sea in Jesus' name. And I apply the blood of Jesus over my life, over my family life, over my children and my children's children. Oh, yeah, I stopped that. Now, I don't know why it was sent to me, what kind of message it was sent. But see, that was that, that could have been a good retaliation for me, right? But guess what? I sent blessings. Because at the end of the day, I know that Dr. D blesses folks. I only do things when God tells me to do things. And why I've noticed that when you be a blessing to people, the very ones that you bless, that's the ones that turn around and curse you. Whoa, isn't that something? So I'm not going to keep you along with this subject. Retaliated, retaliating tongue. Never render evil for evil. Know that God will do the vengeance. He said, I will take vengeance. I will repay those that deserve it. That's coming out of Romans 12, 17 and 19. Also go read Matthew 5. Go find yourself in those be attitudes. It's going to tell you how blessed you are when people revile you and say all manner evil against you. That lie on you. That use you and abuse you. That's what Matthew 5 is all about. Go take that, and then that will help you not to retaliate. God got you. All right, you guys. Well, this is Dr. D with the Boom Factor on day 24 of Shut Your Mouth, 30-Day Taming Your Tongue Challenge. And we'll be going next in day 25. All right, be blessed. What's up, what's up, what's up out there, Radio Land? It's Dr. D with the Boom Factor. All right, all right, all right. Y'all know what time it is. It is day 25 with Shut Your Mouth, Taming Your Tongue Challenge. Yeah, we winding it up. Um, we have a couple of more days to, to finish this thing off. And I'm telling you, whoo, I don't know about you guys, but it has really been an enlightened for me. And it's helping me in all areas, even though I see it's a fight, it's a fight. But guess what? We're going on. We're going to do better with our tongue. We're going to speak life over ourselves, not debt. We're going to speak life over others and not debt. All right? All right now. Now, day 25 is the accusing tongue. Oh, my gosh. This is a serious one, too. The accuser of our brethren who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. Do y'all know who they're talking about? They're talking about Satan himself, found out of Revelation 12, verse 10. 
you know, Satan goes before God and accuses us before God every day. If you know it or not, uh, some may not believe it, but guess what? The devil is real. It's a real entity. It's a supernatural being that have influence, influences in this earth to steer us to do wrong and sin against God who created all of us, okay, to take us down and to have him on his side of judgment and not God's side. Um, I have a radio program on Raymond Gospel Radio, 101.5 FM. Uh, I have a 12 noon safe zone broadcast that literally goes into spiritual teaching, spiritual warfare, I identify everyday life situations and how the enemy comes in and try to defame us, destroy us, uh, delay us, derail us. I mean, to destroy us. That's his mission, okay? And his number one weapon is the uh, is to be the accuser, all right? And our tongue, when we sit here and accuse our brethren, our sister, or our family member, when we find ourselves accusing someone, okay, I usually fall, I put it underneath the category as the blame game. All right? So if I don't want to take responsibility of my actions, I will find something on the other person to accuse them of to give me the right to blame them for their action. Whoa. So I become the accuser of the brethren. Now, you may be saying, well, Dr. D, I'm trying to understand what you mean. Because that person did that to me, you know, and I got to tell somebody. Yeah, true that. A person did something to you because y'all always hear them hearing me sharing things about what somebody had did or, or someone have uh, portrayed a lie towards me. Okay, but I'm not defaming them because, first of all, you don't know who I'm talking about, okay? And I'm not accusing them. I'm not, like, out putting them on the news, uh, defaming their name to really make them like I was sharing. I think I shared that the other two days, how a person had did something and said something and really had lied about it. And I really, I had the right to, re I had the American Fifth Amendment right <laughs> to tell this person off on Facebook live and tag him to all his friends. But what would that have done for me? Absolutely nothing. You see what I'm saying? Even though he was in the wrong. But then I will be in the wrong. Two wrongs don't make a right. That's the old folks saying, right? So instead of me trying to blast him or put him on blast, I don't know what the new terms is. I had to suck that up. You know what? I'm going to forget about it. But I shared that part of that experience to you guys so you can understand you do not take certain things for granted. You see, I was making a point. I was trying to identify when someone is grateful and when someone is not grateful. You see, when you go and accuse a brother... It's really taking that little truth that you know about somebody and mixing it up with something else to make them look like they are a liar. 
See, if, if I'm going to call somebody out, I'm going to call you out on the carpet on the truth. I'm not going to make nothing up, and I'm not going to accuse you of something that you didn't do. You know, a lot of times in life situations and conversations, and I always use this movie. Oh, it's it's about um, Mike Mike Pfeiffer, the little black dude, and it was based on the the Shakespeare story, uh, Othello. And how they took that one little he created a lot. This 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 dude. He broke up with this this white girl, right? He broke up. There's two white couples, all right, and but not two white couples. It was a couple that was white, okay, and the young girl they they broke up, all right. They broke up because he was all into himself. So the young lady, um, they was on a basketball team, and the black dude was his friend. They literally was friends, right? But. However, the white chick started getting interested in the black dude. So the white dude got jealous. Point blank. He was jealous. He started hating. And so he wanted to turn he wanted to um tarnish his character. He wanted to make it seem like he was cheating on her. He did everything that he can do to try to try to steer this girl from this dude. So he began he used manipulative ways to accuse this brother. It's all different ways to be an accuser, okay? Right here, she's talking about your tongue, meaning your words. And what he did, this one scoff, this one scoff started the whole domino effect in that movie. You got to go watch it. It's an excellent movie. It's a it's an excellent movie, especially for young folks to watch so they can understand how one lie will destroy a person to the point of death. It just happened, um, just like uh, Roswell. I don't know if you ever saw that. Uh, was it Roswell, a Rose Boy? It was a town, a town in Mississippi, when that when that young girl lied on Vinnie Reams. He played in the star in that movie. All right, and and destroyed the whole town. The whole town got burned down over one lie. One uh, accused. She accused him. Of something he didn't even know about. And back then, because of the black and white race thing was going on, they believed her instead of the black man. And destroyed a whole town. That's what an accusing tongue would do to a person. You see what I'm saying? So we're not into trying to destroy nobody, y'all. The accusing tongue, we need to ask God to help us with our accusing tongue. You know, because our tongue, like we was talking about the retaliating tongue. It's all in the same, like, they're all cousins. They're all cousins, y'all. Now, she, um, let's, let's go and see how, um, some, some, how she expounded on some things besides what I just brought forth. Um, we come out of, um, Deborah Smith Pegasus. We're using this 30-day Tammy Your Tongue tool to help guide us, okay? You can always find her books online on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's like 4 $5. It's a little bitty book. It's powerful, though, okay? Things was going badly for Job. He had lost his children, his health, and his wealth. To add insult to his injury, his insensitive, well-meaning friends accused him of pride, 
accused him of covetousness and a host of other character failings. You can find that in Job 22. Although they came to sympathize with him, these three miserable comforters spent the majority of their time trying to convince Job that he had to be responsible for what was happening in his life. Such accusation was more than the innocent victim of satanic circumstances could bear. Job knew he was an upright man who walked up completely in integrity. Wrecked with his physical pain, he was also forced to bear pain of his false accusations. Have you ever been charged someone with wrongdoing before you establish evidence of his guilt? When you do so, you fall into the same pattern as Satan, the accuser of the brethren of God's children. Emotional and spiritual maturity dictate that you must seek first to understand rather than making an accusation. Look at the example of God set in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve, when Adam and Eve blew it. He could have easily say, Adam, Eve, you ungrateful sinners, come on over here. I should never have trusted you with my garden. No, God did not do such thing. God, non-accusatory style, in comforting Adam and Eve about their trespass, provides a powerful model for those of us who tend to accuse before obtaining all the facts of the matter. I always say this here. Get the whole vented punch. Get, receive, get, gather, whatever how you want to put it, y'all. Gather the whole vintage point of the situation. When somebody come tell me something, I'm saying, oh, okay, all right. I'm lining up with the word, but guess what? If the other part is not near, how do you know what's really going on? Unless you really can trust the character of that person. I, I strive to make sure I explain things to you guys when things happen to me, so it won't be one-sided. I don't want people to follow me just to say, oh, Dr. D is right all the time. She's the goddess. We're going to believe everything she said. You better not. But I'm not going to lead you wrong. I'm not going to lead you off the cliff. I'm not going to lead you into brimstones and fire. Oh, no, 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 because everybody that have an ear to hear and have favored my station is listening to what I'm saying. I am responsible for your hearing. So I'm not just going to be sitting here just be talking just to be talking. Just to try to make myself sound good and have all these audience all over the platform. And say, hooray, hooray, guess what y'all, I'm on this platform. Hey, guess what, I'm, I'm all over the world. Hey, what that profits me? Absolutely nothing. What profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Boom shakalaka. Come on, think about it. So when I'm on this anchor... When I'm speaking, I'm speaking from my heart. I'm speaking from my true experiences. And I'm speaking to give an understanding and motivate others. To let them know you're going to go through certain circumstances. But this is how you have to deal with it. And that's, why my, that's, that's my main mission and my purpose while I'm on this platform. My daughter came to me last year and said, Mama, you have a lot to say. And it, it, you have a lot. You've been through a lot. You've heard a lot. And you teach a lot. And they have other people that need to hear what you have to say. You can help so many people. And y'all just don't know. A lot of people have told me that. But guess what? Dr. D at one time, I didn't think I had a voice. I didn't think nobody didn't, was listening to me. I didn't think nobody didn't care what I say. I thought, you know, it is what it is. But then I realized something. The Holy Spirit said, I have called 
thousands of people to have an ear for what you have to say. I'm not called to everybody, and y'all don't get hung up on that. You're not called to the world, but you're called to a piece of the world. Come on now. So you take your little piece, and you make the best out of it, babies. Brothers, sisters, you do what you're supposed to do while you're on this platform. You change somebody's life, okay? You make impact. The things that you're going through, I can't go through. Your path is totally different from my path. But I tell you what, we all have that same destination, though. We want to make it into that heavenly, peaceful world in the universe, wherever it is. We want to get there because there is life after that. Ain't no, ain't no supernatural movie here. This is the real deal. And they do have life after that. Now, it depends on where you want to live once you die. You want to die and live into the heavenly realm of peace, joy, and, and starting all over again? Or you want to live into a, a hell of a place? Go, go, go watch that Don, uh, Dante's Inferno. Inferno? What it was? I never saw the actual, the actual movie that they redid, but they have this cartoon. And it's called Dante's Inferno. 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 That's what it is. Go watch that, and it's going to show you the nine punishments of sins. And literally, that's what God says in his word. And whatever state that he find you in, when he come back and receive us into their own, whatever that is, what happens at the end times, when we all going to disappear off this earth, whatever state that God find you in, that's your judgment. So, why not? Let's go ahead and do this thing right, right? So she just explaining how um, the friends of Job came along. And back then, you got to understand the time. You know, you got to understand the timing. Because back then, they didn't know, actually didn't know nothing about the devil. You know, they knew, hey, if you blessed, if you prosperous, God is on your side. When things start happening to you bad, uh-oh, what did you do against God? See, that's how it was. It wasn't no in-between. It's either good or bad, blessing or cursing. And oh, whoa, if the prophet came your way, if the prophet, if the prophet of God came in your town, in your village, everybody started like bowing down, like, oh Lord, did we sin today? <laughs> what happened? You coming to bless us, Samuel, or you coming to curse us? They already knew. That's how much respect and reverence that they had for God. Now, man, they got no respect for God. Everybody doing what they want to do. So that's why he's calling us that's on this anchor platform to reach out to so many people and let's, let's do right. Okay? So what she's saying is in the book of, um, um, let's see, say the, God, even in the midst of us making a mistake, God don't expose us. He covers us. And she was talking about how Adam and Eve, when they sinned, Right? Now, I ain't going to get into this. I'm going to do a, a, a podcast on this one here. But I'm just going to throw this out here. Eve ate the fruit, but it didn't become sin until Adam ate it. Whoa, y'all think about that. A lot of people want to blame Eve, but nothing that happened. Not, God did not come out until Adam bit off the fruit. Why? Because Adam was given the command. Adam was charged to be the head. Adam was made first. 
Adam was the protector. Adam was the provider. Adam was made the priest of that garden. Adam was in charge. Come on, man. So the enemy went to Eve because he knew that Eve was the weaker vessel emotionally. All right? Not in, not because of uh, she wasn't intelligent. He knew how to play on Eve. And because he knew how to get to Eve, he knew that Eve knew how to get to Adam. Boom, shakalaka. And that's where men fall at. Whenever the devil want to take you down, men, he going to send a woman. I got to call it out. So y'all be wise out there. Don't let that fine body get you hooked up to the wrong atmosphere. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I don't know who that was for, but you better be watchful. Okay? Then the Lord God called Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. And I hid myself. And he said, he said, God said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Whoa. You see, God already knew the answer before Adam responded. He gave Adam an opportunity to explain his behavior, right? He was trying to get him to clarify. But instead of Adam saying, Yes, Lord, God, I ate the fruit. You know what he did? He blamed Eve. He accused Eve. God, it was the woman that you gave me. She gave me the fruit. So, guess what? All right, Adam, you don't want to take responsibility? You want to accuse Eve? Okay, so let me go over here to Eve. Since I took my time and made made my girl, this this is this is the person that I, I I formed every part of her body just for you. But you say that she had the fruit and gave it to you. Okay, so let me go and check and let me see what she gonna say. I know because I took time with her, I breathed my very life into her. I made her the woman that she is. From the top of her head to the sole of her feet to her curves to her breasts. To her feet, her kneecaps, her hips. I mean everything about this woman. So let me go to Eve. God, God this is God talking, y'all. God said, let me go talk to, to Eve. And I know she's going to come clean. She's going to come tell me what's really going on. So she, so he go. Now I'm, I'm interpreting the Bible. I'm doing like a little drama. Yeah, yeah, this is Dr. D. I deal with a lot of you. So, you know, I got to come, come with it, you know. So he goes to Eve, right? Eve. Where art thou? Adam said, you gave him the fruit. He go, E, oh, oh, God, oh, God. I, it looked so good, and, and, and the serpent gave it to me. If he wasn't in the garden, I would have never ate it. So God looking like, hey, what's up? Nobody, I, haven't I taught y'all better? Didn't I tell you not to go to that tree? That tree is not for you to eat off at this moment. 
Now they had two trees in the garden, y'all. The tree of life. And let me see what the other tree was. See, this is getting good. I'm going to have to do a whole message on that one, y'all. Because it was two trees in the garden. And that the second tree, he had to put them out the garden. Because if you if he would have, if they would have ate off that tree, then they would have been damned for life. It would have been no redemption. So he had to put them out. Yes, yes, God evicted them. They got put out. So if 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 somebody have a problem with that, hey, <laughs> you can relate back to the Bible. <laughs> it's not funny, but yeah, God put them out. They had to go. They couldn't stay in the garden, y'all. But he 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 still protected them because he put a a angel by the gate so they couldn't come and creep back in. Cause you know we do that. We leave home and try to come back. <laughs> But I'm going to find out what the name of them two trees is. I know it was the tree. One was the tree of life. And uh, I think it was uh, good and bad. Good and evil. The tree of good and evil. And then the other one was the tree of life. That's what it was. So if they would have ate off the they ate off the tree of good and evil. Alright. If they would have ate off the tree of life. They would have been stuck in that state. That means we, we, we would have as of now as humans. Right now in the earth. When we die, we would have been damned. That means we would have had no salvation. We couldn't have been redeemed. So that's why he had to put them out. Because the tree of life would have kept you in that state. Come on now. And I'm going to have to do a whole teaching on that so we can get a better understanding of those two trees. But because of that, she was amplifying how God came to them. And when he came to them, they would not give him uh, a response. He gave he gave Adam an opportunity to explain his behavior, and he gave Eve an opportunity. Instead, they repeatedly accused the next person. Well, if you ever fell into the state of being accused, if the lie has an effect on a person to the point that it would destroy a person, you best go check yourself. Because I always try to inform people when you throw something out there, remember it's going to come back to you. That's how I have to take a grip on myself because I'm not only looking at myself, you guys. I'm looking at my my children's and my children's children and their children. You see, we forget about the cycle that's already been appointed to us in the universe that the Bible tells us that the sins fall to the third to the fourth generations. So a lot of things that are happening in our life is because of our forefathers. Come on now. And we have to break those curses. We have to break those cycles. And that's a whole nother teaching too. So at this present moment, when I be beguiled or when somebody betray me or somebody lie on me or somebody distort my words or misunderstanding i want to retaliate remember i was sharing the other day i go take me a walk in nature i go take me a walk and talk to god i tell him all about it i tell him how i feel about the situation how i'm gonna release it in his hands i felt that this person did not respond in appropriate way they lied they deceived. whatever that thing is you guys you go and walk and talk that thing out of you Talk it out. Don't let that sit in you, cause it'll become a bit a root of a bit of uh, a root of bitterness in your heart. Then you're gonna become sick. And a lot of times, when we become sick, 
we have something going on in our bodies. We need to check it. That's why this is my famous little saying, check yourself before you wreck yourself. It's nobody else wrecking you. You're wrecking yourself by your actions, by your words, by this tongue. And I get all upset. I cried off. And then I'm, guess what? I'm good. I'm ready to go. Hey, come on. I'm ready to get back in the boxing ring of life. Let's go. Boom, boom. Ding, ding. Got to give it to daddy. Now, it's on his hand. Because he said, the battle is not yours. It's mine. He said, I am the Lord. I, I repay um, vengeance. He said, you don't render evil for evil, but you render ev- good for evil. Why? Because God already knows the cycle. He, 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 he has put that karma into place. That if somebody diss something out negative, it's going to come back to them negative. And, and it's sad to say, seven times worse. How? The Bible tells us that. When you've been delivered, the, de- the demon's been cast out of you, and if their house is clean and they come back and check, because they're going to come back and see if, it's, if they can come back and come back home. And if you don't have nothing in place of the spot, like, for instance, if I don't have, I always, I always used to feel like I'm rejected. And well, we can always feel that because I was reading on something that, I've been reading about that. So I'm going to teach on that too, y'all. Oh, I need to be writing all this down. I have a lot of subjects coming up, huh? Um, let me see. What I can use? Well, I guess I could, I could say people lying on me. And what I mean by lying on me, they are They'll twist my kindness. Okay, I can use something from the tax season, like this young lady. She didn't have she didn't have her school paperwork, right? She didn't have her school paperwork. She say she went to school. She say how much she spent on school. She had a mother that'll verify or whatever. So I put in the notes. I didn't actually document everything that she was saying, but I put in there went to school. Will bring paperwork. Okay. However, I gave her the school credit. I mean, you know, I checked the box that she went in school so she can get the school credit. However, when she felt that she didn't get the amount of money that she was supposed to get, then she called the corporate office and lied on me and said that I didn't give her no, she didn't give me no paperwork. She never told me that she went to school. Um, She had a small business. She had a 1099, so that's a small business, y'all. Okay. And she stated that... um, she didn't give me no, she don't know how I came up with all her expenses because she didn't have none of her expenses. And she felt that her refund check should have been more than what it was. And I made a mistake and she felt I made a mistake because she didn't give me all her records. Well, I'm going to tell y'all, da, 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 da. God dealt with that issue. Now, at first I was mad. I was angry. I was just saying that with my nieces yesterday. I was ready to go down there because she said she was at the office. Y'all know that old man Tried to rise up in me because that's how I used to do back in the day, way back. See, way back. Dr. D's talking about way back then, like almost 20 years when I was a young, when I was a young buck. Okay. Ghetto fabulous around 1995. I was out, I was wilding out. All right. Because <laughs> I was angry. I was angry with God. I was angry with my, my husband. I was angry. It's like everything that I tried to do good, it turned out bad. And so I was just angry. I was just mad with everybody. I was just trying to be the meanest bad girl as possible so at that time when somebody like teed me off like they used to call me won't act all smart because i was a manager and back then people was hating hating on me back then so i would literally leave my job and go to the person's house and ready to fight them yeah little old me yeah that's yeah dr d confession is good for the soul and that's how i was but don't y'all know 20 years later the devil tried to bring that same spirit back on me 
Because I was ready to leave the job to go down there and tear that lady up. I was going to tell. And I saw it. I, I literally saw myself walking through that office, though, and just going up to her and punching her and just beating her. And I was beating her down. I mean, I seen it where I was like, smash. And you know what? The Holy Ghost checked me and said, go find yourself. Go sit yourself down. I just heard the Holy Ghost say, go sit yourself down. Go find yourself. Matthew 5. Matthew 5. Because he had gave me that scripture like maybe a month ago. You know, like before the, the before the incident had happened, he had gave it to me like two weeks ago, right? So I had to literally go into Matthew 5, and it was telling me how blessed I was because people reviled me, a lot against me, falsely accused me. Y'all see where I'm going with this? So the Word of God was life to me. The Word of God checked me. The Word of God put an anchor on my tongue. All right, come on. To, to sit me down, calm me down. And guess what? He dealt with it. And I'm going to tell y'all, before the season was over, my area manager had called me and told me that all that was false. She called herself trying to get an attorney, kind of find out the the, the, the the fake attorney. She had got one of her uncles or somebody to act like he was an attorney. They said the corporate checked it out, and it was all false, y'all. It was just all false. She just was mad. She didn't get her money. But I learned something out of that. I did learn something out of that, that this season coming up, I'm going to document every I, every comma, every period. Everything they say, I'm putting it in my notes. I had the notes. But I didn't have the document to give her that credit. That was the only thing that they was worrying about that could have been taken to court. But look, when I stepped back and let God fight my battle, y'all, I didn't use my tongue. I didn't use my flesh. I didn't go down there and fight the lady, y'all. I trusted in the Lord, okay, and he fought my battle for me. And it diminished me with my accusing tongue. You see, my accusing tongue, what I'm saying on my behalf, I was going out there to retaliate physically. But because she had an accusing tongue, God fighted my battle. He put that fire out. He did it. Now, she knows she's going to have to come back to me if she really wants her taxes done properly. Because I did do her taxes properly, and I gave her information to help her, right? And I know she's going to have to come back to me because they always do. But now I'm going to still show love. Praise the Lord. But guess what? I'm typing everything. If she don't have all her documents, I'm going to say, Miss um, So-and-So, I really believe that you need to go have all your documents. I need this, this, this before I can process your return. See? It's no more like I, I, I'm going to favor you. And see how people miss their blessings? So don't allow the enemy to get you caught up into an accusation position. That you're accusing somebody or don't allow somebody to put you in uh, a sentence or a situation. Because sometimes people trick you up like that too. They'll come and bring you some news. And I stop that. They come bring you some news about something, right? And you really don't know the whole matter of the thing like, like Joe's friends. Instead of them just saying, look, anything I can do, can I help you with something? Do you need some water? Because the dude was out there in sackcloth. <laughs> he lost everything, y'all. He lost his children. The only thing he had left was his wife, and then his wife comes talking stupid. Women out there, support that man now if he's going through. Men, if you got a wife going through and she was the breadwinner, support that woman. Don't walk out and leave like my ex did. I got sick. And everything. He couldn't deal with me in counseling. I know some people can't deal with certain things. But guess what? To death do us part. To the good and the bad. And the ugly. Not just stay with me when it's good. I need you when I'm I'm going through. I need you when things ain't 
ain't ain't really pretty. See, that's when true love come in. That's where commitment come in, you guys. You can't just, just be with a person when everything's good, the money rolling, you can travel, you can do all that. What about when that person gets sick? What about if that person needs you and lose their job? What about if the business is not making the money that it used to make? Come on, hello, somebody. I know I'm, I'm, I'm hitting it hard. But it's all falling the same thing. Don't become the accuser of the brethren. We have enough to fight against the devil with all his lies and all the outside intervals that we have to deal with in this world. We don't need to have to deal with it. We're close with our friends and our family, y'all. Enough is enough. All right? So, Dr. D, I pray that this kind of, like, help you guys with this part, day 25, the accusing tongue. Don't allow yourself to fall in that category. And the, the uh, affirmation today is saying, with God's help today, I will tune my ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. I will cry out for insight and understanding. I will search for them as I would for a lost treasure or money that was lost. Help me, God, today to control my tongue. And I'm going to add this too. Before you judge a matter, know the whole matter. Hello. Don't be so quick to make judgment on a situation if you don't know the whole matter. Because at the end of the day, God's, God's word trumps, trumps it all. Line it up with the word. Line it up with the word. Line it up with the word of God. Line it up. Line it up. I just keep hearing that in my spirit. Line it up with the word. All right? So y'all be peace. How y'all say be breezy? <laughs> Dr. D, with the 30 days, shut your mouth. Taming your tongue challenge. And yes, we are being challenged, right? I know this one is a little lengthy, but I felt some things had to be explained because all of these attributes are really cousins to one another. It's just pinpointing certain things on how we can get caught up in conversations, situations, and even within ourselves when somebody do us something or something negative come to us, we want to retaliate or we want to accuse the other person. I always tell my children, your leaders, not followers, and leaders take responsibility. If you take responsibility of your action, no matter what it is, all right, you will see a whole better world for yourself, and you can go further. That's a sign of maturity. All right, Dr. D, I'm out. Peace. What's up, what's up, what's up? This is Dr. D with the Boom Factor. All right, y'all. We in day 26 of Shut Your Mouth, 30-Day Taming Your Tongue Challenge. Yes, right. We wrapping it up, you guys. I know it's been kind of, whoo. Help me, Lord. Help me. Put some coals on these tongues. Lordy, lordy, lordy. Let me get a fan to fan myself. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but whoo. Man, I learned some stuff. Ooh, man, did I learn some stuff during this 30-day challenge, I'm telling you. And, um, wow, it's something else, man, you know? How this little tongue in between our mouth. Yeah, that little tongue. Just take your tongue out right quick. Open your mouth. Ah, wag that tongue around. Ah, up and down, side to side. I mean, 
Why did God created this tongue? This this is interesting. You know, this tongue, man, this tongue have senses on it to give us taste, taste our food, you know. And it's interesting how we can distinguish if, you know, you eat on, like we, like I love to, um, I guess I got to stop saying love, well, I like, because I love God with all my heart. Um, like ice cream, like sometimes I have cravings, you know, and, um. I think about the ice cream cone, and you take the ice cream cone, and you licking that ice cream cone, right? And as you licking that ice cream cone, the taste, and if it's chocolate with fudge on it, oh, my God. Yum, 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 yum. I know you guys sitting there saying, Dr. D is really serious about this, huh? <laughs> yes, I am, because I want you to really understand this tongue that we have in our mouth, it provides different functions. It's part of our five senses. You know, our tongue is a weapon, but it also can be a loving tool. You know, we embrace each other, husband and wife, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend. When you have that first kiss, oh my gosh, it's like when you kiss that person with your tongue. You know, we adults here on this, you know, on this feed, you know, it does something to you. It's like you are transforming energy back and forth. It, it connects you. Okay? So you think about it. It was a purpose why God created our tongue. Now, the sad part about it, we don't know the proper use of our tongue. Okay? Now, I can go into all the other stuff, but hey, hey, we're going to keep it rated G on here, right? <laughs> Go keep it rated G, okay? You know, um, the tongue is part of the five senses. Wait, I'm just going to. Uh, let's see how we can do it. Purpose of the tongue. I guess y'all saying, man, she is, like, really serious. Why do, and they have on here, why? Okay, so the purpose of the tongue, the Google Dictionary tells us that the tongue is a vital part for chewing and swallowing food, as well as for speech. The four common tastes are sweet Sour, bitter, and salty. Our tongue can distinguish these taste buds. They have micro microisms that are on our tongue. That's why even when you brushing your teeth, the dentist say make sure you brush your tongue because it leaves residue on your tongue. Come on, I'm going somewhere with this. All right. And why is our tongue so important? The tongue is important, especially to articulate speech. Now, we have different cultures, even with myself. I mean, I've been in Houston for 12 years now. And as soon as I start speaking on a subject to someone that never met me, they first they first say, 
Where you from, girl? Louisiana? Every state, every country has its own dialect, right? So, if you are raised in a certain state or country or whatever that community is, well, you're going to pick up that dialect. And so, with that said, your speech will identify where you're from. Come on now, I'm going somewhere with this. Now, the tongue is not only there for our taste buds, sweet, sour, bitter, and salty. Our tongue is important to help us articulate speech. Our, our tongue is also important because it's a piece of muscle that is strong enough in our mouth to help push the food through our mouth as we are eating. Okay? Now, if you have your tongue cut out, you'd be amazed the things that you cannot do without that tongue. Okay? And God forbid anybody get their tongue cut out. I've seen it on movies, and man, that's a horrific thing. I mean, you can still be alive, but you just won't be able to speak because you have no tongue. Okay? Um, It's, it's also... <clears throat> Instruct and it gives us the ability to help our digestive system, meaning that our tongue works with our teeth and our saliva, our uh, saliva glands, to help chew up the food into small pieces. The tongue cultivates the the saliva to help push the food down your throat. Come on now. So it can go through your digestive system. So you see, our tongue has an important role to fulfill. The dangerous part about it, we don't know. Um, we don't understand the real purpose and the power that the tongue has. Because the, the tongue will also help us, as we stated earlier, articulate your speech. Now, our speech can form in these four categories. Just like it is to identify what's sweet, what's sour, what's bitter, and what's salty. <clears throat> our tongue can speak the same thing. We can speak something sweet in someone's ears. Okay? saying kind words to uplift them, to build them up. Or we can use our tongue as a bitter, sour tool to to damage someone or to die, to degrade someone or to make that person feel like they are worthless. You see what I'm saying? Or we can use our tongue with the last one as a salty mechanism, meaning, you know, Salt brings flavor. Too much salt would damage the taste, right? So we want to use our tongue to bring flavor to a situation. That means motivate, to encourage, to shine a light on something for another individual to get them to see a better and higher perspective of what they're looking at at that particular time, right? Hey, I feel that is very powerful. So, taming our tongue is critical. We want to make sure that we don't use our tongue 
in the different facets that we've been identifying. And so I'm going to go through the list again because we are on day 26. The discouraging tongue. And I know you have experienced it. I have experienced it. I mean, I have experienced it to the point where it had me in tears. I was stood up in a classroom, in an adult classroom. Matter of fact, in a Christian classroom. I was going into a ministry school. And this dean, this person, I don't know who this person thought she was, but she stood me in the middle of the class. And she literally um, belittled me. She told me everything that I was not going to do, why I was even in the class. I didn't look apart as an evangelist. Who told me I was an evangelist? Man, that was like almost, what, 18 years ago? I can literally say 18 years ago because it's 2018 and I was in school in 2000, no, 17 years ago, 2001. I started um, Upper Rim Bible Church ministry school that was their first I was in their first class yes and I'll tell you that's fresh and it's like by me looking at this word the discouraging tongue that lady used her tongue to discourage me to even stay in the Christian faith but come on Holy Ghost she couldn't knock me down y'all why because God already put an anchor in me way back in 1988 and 89 when I went through that horrific situation with my daughter and you can read that in Innocent Invasion that's the book I wrote Innocent Invasion that's right when fear shows up fate triumphs that's right y'all so we're going to go through our life encountering this discouraging tongue but I want you to be encouraged that whatever is that anchor in your life? You hold on to it. You don't operate in a discouraging tongue mode and don't allow nobody else to spit on you with their discouraging tongue. Okay, because yeah, and all of that's falling underneath the line of haters and people want to throw shade on you and all these other little turns that's out here that I don't know about. <laughs> but I want you guys to be encouraged. Because our tongue is powerful. It's a strong, this this tongue is a muscle. A muscle needs strength. As I'm talking now, my tongue is building up strength. It's creating words in the atmosphere right now where the angels can go and, and, and manifest what I'm saying. So you got to start looking at the words that you say. You got to start looking at it like this, you guys. Every word that come out your mouth, God say he's going to judge it. Every idle word, what is the idle word? Any idle word that's not composed with faith is going to be judged. And what you mean about judgment, Dr. D? I don't understand that because I'm living my life, you know, and I'm trying to do what's right and I'm trying to make it up in that heavenly realm. And you tell me I'm going to be judged by my words? Yes. Now, let me explain the judgment. The judgment means that if it's not going to bring another soul to the kingdom when you spoke those words, then it's going to get burnt up. You won't get no rewards for that. That's what judgment means. If you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you live living the best way you know how in this life, according to the word that he tells you every day, don't try to live this whole Bible life in one day. Every day God is giving you a fresh commandment because this is a new day. All right? 
This is a new day. So since it's a new day, you have to read the word and ask God to help you for this day. And you can make it from day to day. Now, we make our goals and our plans for one year, three year, five year plans. Of course, that's your your GPS. That's where you're going. That's where you're going to look at. You're going to focus and look at that. That's where I want my life to be. So now you have something to look at from where you are now and where you're going. Let's, let's get that straight. So for you to get there, you got to make sure that this tongue going to speak your way there. Hello. And you're not going to allow nobody else to use their tongue against you to prevent you from getting there. You got to get what I'm saying, y'all? So the discouraging tongue. We went through 25 different types of tongues that are related to each other. These bad boys are cousins. <laughs> They're all in the family. Come on now. You have the lion tongue that really like kicked it all off out of Revelation 21.8. Go and read that because no matter what we do, I believe with that, having a lying tongue, having unforgiveness in your heart, that will not get you in the heavenly realm. You're going to get blocked out. So if we can deal with those two things, and I know it hurts, but we can deal with that in our life. I think we'll, we'll, kinda, we'll do good. We'll do good. We'll do good, people around us will do good, and we'll be good. And I'm not saying bad not going to happen. Of course bad going to happen. The devil ain't going to want you to do good. Come on, people. Expect it. I tell everybody, huh. oh, I'm going here, I'm doing this, everything. I say, okay, you you ready to fight? Because guess what? It's not going to be a, road of, uh, a bed of roses now. not going to be peaches and ice cream. You're going to have to fight this way to get to where you want to go. So if you're ready to fight, come on, let's put on our boxing glove and let's do this. I always tell the devil, oh, you want to dance? Come on, bro, let's dance. Because, see, you forgot I got bad boys. I got some bad boys behind me. I got I got the lion, Judah, behind me. I got my angels preparing away from me. I have surely and goodness on the side of me. I have faith, which is my shield, that's going to block every fire and doubt that you throw at me. Come on, you sure you want to go this round with me? Come on, I'm ready for you. See, that's how you have to be for life. You got to be ready to fight. And with that lying tongue, it's going to tear, tear down your walls. It's going to tear down your, your mechanism. It's going to tear down your force field of fate. That's right. We were talking about the flattering tongue, the manipulating tongue, the hasty tongue. You know, always saying something before you think. You, I, I was guilty with that. And I'm still asking God to help me with that. You know, oh, um. Oh, we got this going on over here. You want to come over here? You think you can participate in it? Oh, well, you know what? Yeah, I think I could do that. And then I go check my schedule and say, oh, man, I got something planned. Then you got to go back and retract what you say. That's having a hasty tongue. That's why I, I, I'm striving. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to help me. Oh, wait, I got to check my schedule. I'll get back with you. Don't be saying, oh, yeah, I could do it. And then you got to go back and retract. No, I can't. You see what I'm saying? That don't even look good. The divisive tongue, or always sowing discord. Argumentative tongue, got to fuss about everything. Whoa. The boasting tongue, oh my gosh. We know people like that, got to boast about themselves in everything they do. Oh my God. The self-deprecating tongue. Um, I call it the, the sabotaging tongue. You know, sometimes, most of the time, we sabotage ourselves. And we let other people sabotage us. The slandering tongue, the gossiping tongue, the meddling tongue. Oh, yeah, we dealt with that one. People are always in your business. 
the know-it-all, tell-it-all. Every time you turn around, this person comes telling you something about somebody else. Well, tell me something about you. Don't come tell me nothing about nobody else. Come, What's going on with you? What's really going on? The melanin tongue, the betraying tongue, the belittering tongue, the cynical tongue, the know-it-all tongue, the harsh tongue, the tatless tongue. Oh, yeah, I need to help with that one. The intimidating tongue, the rude tongue. Oh, people just rude and nasty. I mean, everything come out their mouth, just rude. The judgmental tongue, the self-absorbed tongue. Um, that one right there was good. That one's pertaining to the self-absorbed tongue. That's the person that no matter what the conversation is, they're going to get in the conversation and turn it back on them. I'm always involved with something like that. I just shut my mouth and say, I just shake my head. Give that person a time to shine. You are ready to shine. Let that person shine. That's, that's case in print. I'm going to use an example. You know, I graduated, right? Uh, I graduated with, with my doctorate in 2016. You know, and that was that was a really, really blessed moment for me because, first of all, how it, it came to me and for me to finish it and to do it, oh, my gosh. And from what I told, how much it was and everything, God just favored me, y'all. And I was able to, like I always tell people, favor ain't fair. Well, a lot of people pay for, I don't have to pay for. I'm going to leave it like that. But with that said, I mean, oh, I'm going to get my doctrine. Oh, my doctrine. You know, I'm going to do this here. Then I seen Facebook feeds. Everybody start putting up, oh, I got my doctrine in 2008. I got my doctrine. Like, just so many words that, oh, I already got mine. Okay, I'm happy for y'all, but dang, congratulations. I got mine, and they put their doctrine up there. See, that's somebody that's self-absorbed in themselves. Rejoice with those that rejoice, okay? Don't turn, don't let it, it's not always about you. It's not always about you. Let somebody else shine. That's their time to shine. You see what I'm saying? Like my godchild. My godchild graduated. Graduation, good celebration, everything. Okay, why the other person? Oh, yeah, but so-and-so graduating in two years. I can't wait. I'm going to do this and do that. Okay, well, he ain't graduating right now. It's her time. So celebrate. It's just her time to celebrate. Why is you bring? Come on, y'all. Come on. It's something right with that picture. The cursing tongue, the complaining tongue, the retaliating tongue, and the accusation, the accusing tongue that we dealt with. All right, now we're on a discouraging tongue. Day 26. Oh, we got four more days left, y'all. When they were discouraged, I smiled at them. My look of approval was precious to them. Coming out of Job 29, they're still talking about it in the book of Job. I advise you guys, go listen to that um, um, that story. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to do, uh, I'll write a mini book on the story of Job. God got your back. Because God gave me a revelation about that. And I guess that's why I could deal with certain things a certain way. Because if you go read that story, God really gave Satan permission to attack him. Now, Job didn't know it. He thought something he did. And his friends didn't know it. But when you go and read that story and, and listen to the conversation back and forth that God and the devil had. That's right. Even to this day, Satan have access to the throne. Now, he can't get into that the holy of holies realm, but he's in that third that third heaven. 
Because when you read it, it says, as the angels went to and fro, Satan came up with them. Uh-oh. So a lot of things that happen in our lives, y'all, that sometimes it's traumatic, especially if you have a domino effect of tragedy. Like one thing happened, and then another thing happened. Then you get sick, and then something happened in your family, and then something happened on your job, then something happened with your car, and then something happened with your house, something happened with your money. It's like one thing after another. It's like, oh, can I get a break? Wow. Well, if that has happened to you, or it is happening to you, or wait for it, as long as you live, it will happen to you, sit back, have a little conversation with God. Because God sees something in you that's valuable, and he and, and Satan checking you out. And so Satan trying to take you out. So guess what? He going to have a conversation with God about you. And you know what God going to say? Nah, that's my boy there. Go ahead, do what you want. He ain't going to turn against me. That's my girl. Matter of fact, that's my daughter. She ain't going to turn against me. Go ahead, do what you have to do. But you can't touch his soul. Meaning... His will, his mind, and emotion. You can't touch his mental state. You can't change his will, manipulate his will. And you and you do not have permission to deal with his emotions. Now, when that happens, you guys, now you have to get close to God and start praying and start asking him, what is the lesson that I need to learn in this test? Because it is a test. And remember, y'all, when you take a test, there's no talking in a test. You can't cheat in a test because if you cheat, you're going to have to repeat it all over again. When you take a test, come on, this is good and this is for somebody. A test means when you pass elevation. Whoa, come on now. When you take a test, come on. When you pass that test, you're going to the next grade, right? You're going to the next level, right? Elevation, baby. All right now. So that's to encourage you guys. So in life, I believe if preachers can start teaching people about the things that's happening in their life, I think people will be able to deal with life a little better, don't you think? It will it will eliminate suicide, it will eliminate all this depression. It will eliminate this false sense of guess what? I'm in God, so I'm good. Ain't nothing gonna happen to me. No, y'all. Don't y'all know when we say yes to Jesus, all hell is launched out on you? Because think about this. The devil don't want to be in that place by himself. He's mad. Because it's no redemption for him because he willfully made a choice to go against God. You see? God created all his creatures with a will. Alright? In the order of things. Just sad to say the animals is the only one that's uh, taking heed to their they creator. It is the men in this society that's manipulating the mindset of animals to, to act a certain way. There you go again. Man will destroy himself. Go read Romans 1. Romans chapter 1 will tell you man will destroy itself because of our ways, y'all. So I don't know who that is for, but be encouraged and don't let a discouraging tongue tear you down. Because if you're going through any trials and tribulations, and especially as a domino effect, believe me, God sees something worthwhile in you. 
and all that stuff that's around you, he's trying to get it out of you, and he's purifying you to bring you to the next level. So guess what? Ask the Lord, what is the answers for these tests? I'm in a test now. See, Dr. D said, I'm in a test, and you allowed this to happen. So what is it that I have to learn so I can pass this test? Because I do want to graduate. I do want to go to the next level in my life. And I will not turn against you, God. I will not blame you, God. Now I see this is the devil. This is the hands and the works of the enemy. And guess what, y'all? He's going to use people that's close to you. Your best friends, your sister, your brother. Trust me, your people on your job. The closest one to you, he's going to use. And they don't even know it sometimes. Sometimes they do. But most of the time, they don't. They're being influenced by the works of iniquity. And that's the enemy. All right? So I don't know who that's for. I pray that y'all take that out. And that encourage you to move forward in your life. All right? Stop blaming God for what's happening. He sees something awesome in you. All right? The discouraging tongue. Now, with all of that said, what she's really identifying is that you ever had a dream. Or something exciting, you know. Oh, man, I want to start a business. I got, I want to cook. And I see they got this truck. I want to change this truck into a food truck, you know. And I want to specialize in um, some soul food. But I want to do it different. I want to have my soul food like in this cup, you know. And I want to, I want to, I want to have like the vegetables. The, I want to have the whole entree in this bowl like cup shaped like thing. And I see it. And I see it's going to be big. It's going to be big and it's going to be healthy. You know, you all excited, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do this thing, right? I'm going to start my business. Then you got your friend. Man, look what the, I, I, I had a dream. I'm going to do this here. I'm going to go to this training. I'm going to do this here. And you go tell it to your friend. And what he say? Man, bro, a food truck? Man, please. You don't know nothing about no food. Bro, you can't even fix a peanut butter sandwich. Bro, where you going to get the money from? Matter of fact, you don't even have your driver's license. So how you going to get a truck? Bro, man, tell me how that's going to work out for you. Let me know how that's going to work out for you. So you're like, nah, bro, I'm going to do this here. I'm going to do this here. I'm going to go to this class. It's going to help you step by step. Okay, yeah, go ahead and send your class, bro. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I know you, bro. You don't, you don't never, you ne you never maintain nothing anyway, bro. You always saying this, you always saying that. But guess what, y'all? You have this in your heart. God literally gave you this. God showed you your future. God showed you, hey, I want you to start this food truck. But then now you didn't, you didn't cast your pearls towards a swine who's your boy. That's your ace. I mean, that's your road dog. I mean, like, like a lottery ticket movie. Like, like your boy you grew up together with, and you had this dream, and he just shot your dream down with a discouraging tongue. So now, you like, nah, bro, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Yeah, all right, show me how that's going to work out for you. Come on, bro, let's go over here and shoot some hoops. So, yeah, you go and shoot your basketball hoop, but in your mind, now, the words he spoke, listen to me, the words he done spoke now is in the atmosphere over you. And it's hoovering over you. It's trying to allow you to capture that thought. Because, see, once you start meditating on what he's saying, it becomes a seed. And now that seed is planted in your spirit. Now, even though, even though you're going you gonna to go sit in your class and you're you strong about it, you're going to do this here, that's going to be part of your warfare. Those words that were spoken over you. You see what I'm saying, y'all? A discouraging tongue. 
And every time you turn around, every move you're making, you're going for it. This time you're doing it. And every step, every month, every every six months, every year, every time you move forward, those thoughts going to be hoovering over the atmosphere of what he said to you. Why? Because you, that was your friend. He meant something to you. Okay? You value his opinion because y'all boys. You grew up together. All right? But yet, he's not feeling you nice. See, you're trying to get out of something that... Y'all was raised up and you trying to go to another level in your life. You trying to make something happen. You trying to be prosperous. You trying to leave a legacy behind. And he still won't shoot hoops. He still, you know, he still, you know, doing his little hustle mode. You you trying to go on. But see, that's your boy. Hey, you got to recognize when you start to grow, everybody ain't going to be able to go with you as you grow. Come on now. And so that's where the spiritual warfare come in at y'all. And that's what being shown to us about the discouraging tongue. The discouraging tongue. That's just what it is. Because every time we try to move forward, somebody that says something that was planted in the atmosphere and now it's hoovering over us and we fighting this battle, man. And we like, man, what is this here? That means somebody that spoke something over you. All right? So let's 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 take heed to that. Let's take heed to that. Um, the story that she was comparing to, just like in the Bible, with Joshua and Caleb, um, they sent God told him, um, go check out the spies in the land, right? I'm giving y'all that land. Go spy it out so you can know how to go and conquer it, right? So he sent twelve, a leader from each tribe, went out because each tribe had a promise to get some land. But guess what? When they came back, 10 of them to my, oh, no, them people like grasshopper. We can't conquer that land. Oh, they giants. Oh, this, this. Nigga, discouraging words. Well, only two people had a good report, Joshua and Caleb. We are mighty and strong. We can conquer the land. The land is flowing with milk and honey. And guess what? God let the other 10 tribes and their family and everybody else die out. Joshua and Caleb. Generation to generation, they don't want to enter into and got the promised land. But because of the ten negative people that's speaking a discouraging word, using their tongue, hello, they didn't make it. So are you going to make it today, y'all? Are you going to capture those words? When people start talking negative towards you, say, ah, ah, you better apply the blood of Jesus or say, I reject that. Whatever how whatever kind of language you use to prevent negativism to come into your space, command the universe to to reject that so it won't hoover over you and try to plant a seed in your thoughts to bring it to life. All right? Whoa, this is good, y'all. I'm telling you, this is getting better. I mean, we wrapping it up and it's really getting to the nitty gritty. The Lord really giving me some stuff on this. So this is Dr. D with the Boom Factor, day 26, the discouraging tongue. We are wrapping it up. We count down. We count down with the 30-day shut your mouth, tame your tongue challenge. Until we deal with day 27, y'all go out there. Hey, ask God to help you with your tongue. 
have some identifiers so you can start seeing when people are talking. You can hear what they're saying. You can identify the tongue, language they're using, and make sure nobody speaks over you negatively. Don't let nobody use their tongue against you. That's all I want to say. God bless you. Much love. Peace. Shout out to all my followers, all ones that applauded me. I hope y'all, I gave y'all some shout outs through all the podcast platforms. Go check it out. Friday shout out. I'm going to try to make that happen every week. Go hear your shout out on, on Friday shout outs with Dr. D. Okay. Much love to you. Peace.